Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Today's newsletter looks great. Frankly, the newsletter looks great every day. What does the newsletter consist of? Well, the newsletter primarily consists of 20 aggregated links, news links that yours truly, having combed over countless sources all day and all night, says, you know what? Here are 20 links that provide balance. They're not all from the left. They're not all from the right. And if you scroll on your phone each and every morning at 8 a.m. Philly time when it's delivered, I think you'll begin your day with a balanced news perspective. The newsletter also consists usually of one piece of exclusive content provided by you, the listeners, or academics, or political figures, but content that's exclusive to us each and every day. The gatekeeper is Alice. She is the newsletter editor. She makes all the determinations as to what exclusive content gets posted her email address is editor at com, And I want to say that Nicholas Ott, one of our listeners, provided today's exclusive content under the headline, Longtime Listener, First Time Caller, A Field Guide. This is genius. Thank you, Nicholas. So well done. It begins this way. Michael Smirconish and company do a fantastic job of delving into sensitive and complex issues, leading a discussion in a respectful, entertaining and insightful manner and presenting voices from all walks of life and all areas of the political spectrum. So much so that I and many others who don't have the time and energy to get up and change the channel instead choose to keep our dial firmly planted in the calm eye of the whirlwind of news that is Hurricane Media. Michael and his team set such a high bar for thoughtful and thought-provoking radio with a level of balanced professional... Okay, the compliments you don't want to hear. I do. I'll read them later. However, says Nicholas Ott, due to my nine to five work schedule, I do not get the chance to call into the program and often find myself speaking back to the Sirius XM app playing the program from the day prior. Even when given the opportunity, I have found myself hesitant to call in due to my own internally generated pressure and embarrassment at not knowing what to expect should I actually get through to a screener. With that in mind, I've partnered with the newly famous and possibly soon to be infamous artificially intelligent text generator ChatGPT to come up with a comprehensive guide in an effort to encourage others to widen the tent and make their contribution to the conversation. So Nicholas then goes and has an online conversation with ChatGPT trying to understand the basics of calling my program. So Nicholas says to ChatGPT, what will the process be if I call into the program? 
ChatGPT. If you call into the Michael Smirconish program, here is the general process you can expect. ChatGPT gets this wrong. Dial the phone number. To call into the Michael Smirconish program, you will need to dial the phone number provided by SiriusXM. The number may be different depending on your location and subscription. No. The number is the same, ChatGPT, for the whole country, 855-486-1776. Then ChatGPT says you're going to wait on hold. After dialing the number, you will likely be placed on hold for a period of time. The amount of time you wait may depend on how busy the show is. That's true. You'll speak with the producer. You'll wait your turn. You'll speak with Michael Smirkanish. When it's your turn to speak with Michael Smirkanish, the producer will introduce you. Not exactly. And you will have the opportunity to share your thoughts, ask a question, or engage in a discussion. So every once in a while, if there's an issue with the phones, Dan or I, depending on who is who has control, will say, why don't we go to Chris from Mississippi? And then you'll go to Chris from Mississippi. But 99,000 times out of 100,000, it's just you clicking on your own phone line. So these days, your telephone call is going to be answered by Tamson. By the way, Tamson is in New York. This is a little nutty. We're outside of Philly. Dan is in D.C. So the drill is Tamson takes your call. Hi, what would you like to speak to Michael about? And then types up on a screen a very brief summary, your name, where you're calling from, and what you'd like to say truly in blurb form. And then which calls I'll put on the air are totally at my discretion. And, of course, Dan is running the motherboard and making sure that the signal stays strong all across the country. But it's it's a pretty unique effort in the same way that tomorrow on CNN, I'll be in a Philadelphia studio. Catherine and company, my team, are based in New York City, and those who keep me on the air are at the mothership in Atlanta. I mean, technology is an amazing, amazing thing. Okay, well, how about this? Chat GPT does get this right. What? Because Nicholas says, what are some tips for calling into the Michael Smirconish program oh. on Sirius XM? And Chat GPT provides eight tips. Oh, gosh. Number one, know the show. I like that. Michael Smirconish covers a wide range of topics on his program from politics to pop culture. Listen to the show regularly to get a sense of the types of topics he covers. Wait, and, Chat and the GPT tone of the show. says this? Chat GPT politics to pop culture. said this. It gets better. Number two, be concise. Michael Smirkanish has a limited amount of time for each caller, so be clear and concise in your comments. Yes. You could say that about a lot of talk programs, but it's true in my case. Three, be prepared. Four, stay on topic. Five, be respectful. How about this? Michael Smirkanish values respectful conversation and dialogue. Avoid personal attacks or offensive language. Yes. Well, mostly. Be engaging, be patient, <laughs> follow the show's guidelines. Uh, and then Nicholas adds his own tips. I'm not giving it all away. You, gotta you, read. Must, go, you must go read his tips in terms of how to make a successful call to this program. And inspired by Nicholas Ott and this wonderful piece of exclusive content, I thought, you know, maybe it's a good opportunity for me to just do a quick review of what I regard as the proper caller etiquette for this program. I should say at the outset, whether ChatGPT acknowledges this or not, that I welcome all calls, I welcome all callers, I welcome all perspectives. You really are. It wouldn't be a talk program without some dialogue that I could have with listeners. And the lifeblood of this program are our great callers. I'm not blowing smoke at you. Go listen to other talk programs, particularly on terrestrial radio. You don't get what we have here, which is diversity of 
geography, diversity of viewpoint, diversity of gender, diversity of sexuality, if that's different, and I think that it is, uh, diversity of race. So, I mean, I go looking for a good mix. I take pride in the fact, as I approach the 10-year anniversary of this program, that I'm looking at a map. You've heard me describe it before, that I acquired at uh, Staples uh, just prior to beginning this program of the United States, and I bought a bunch of push pins. And for the first six months, weeks, months, six months, six months, we tracked the calls that actually got on the air because we didn't know where they'd come from. We were, we were absolutely were like, are we just going to draw from our area? What's going to happen? Oh no, huge national footprint. We went hit every single state. It's great. What was the I last mean, one? This, either South Dakota, I think South Dakota one of the was Dakotas. the last one. I mean, yeah. to to this day, I, I look at that map and I say, yeah, that's probably right. Even today, our yeah. own little lab experiment. But having said that. I am always, always eager to welcome people who've never called the program before. I know, I know some voices, you know some voices of some regulars. You're only supposed to call this program, you know, no more than once every two weeks. And we should probably expand that a little bit, you know, I, and I should do a better job of, of welcoming, hey, if you're a new caller, by all means, call the program. It, it's not hard to call the program. And there are very limited rules. Very, very limited rules. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. And there are very limited rules, very, very limited rules. So if, for example, I should take your call and say, you know, okay, Michael, you're up. Yeah, Michael, uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, your program is really great, and I, I really enjoy TC. All right, let me just say now... Shall I shall I describe your reaction? Sure. Okay. When anybody compliments me, uh, when no, the, it's not when about anyone you. compliments me on a phone call. Just picture Michael across the room, 
rolling his eyes, That's not sometimes true. throwing his arms up, shaking his head, and I am this close to getting fired. That is so, not true. ladies and gentlemen, if you want to keep my job, I'm just saying, maybe don't say anything. I was making a separate point. I don't know who Rolling that, his eyes. I don't know who that caller was, okay? I don't know where they were coming from. I mean, it sounds like from a cell phone. So I was simply going to say that you, you need not flatter the program, the program. <laughs> you need not flatter the program. <laughs> I must say there's a contagion factor that I've noticed where if someone calls the program and they are complimentary, and we don't encourage this. I do. But what? But if they call the program and they're complimentary, chances are the next person, it's just a human nature thing who's on hold. Hey, I really enjoy the show as well. Yeah, yeah. So you need not compliment the program, okay? Uh, All right. Who else is calling the show? Michael, thanks for taking my call. Love the newsletter. Okay, now, if you should compliment the newsletter, well, that's a whole different story. That makes the host that's, very happy. Yes, that is welcome. That is welcome at any time. At any time. Now, you also need to know that we're very fortunate in that we don't often want for calls. We have more calls than I can possibly process uh, on any given day. So consequently, I institute lightning round rules. And when it's a lightning round, I do ask that you you get to it. Hey, Michael, thank you. Uh, I just want to make three points. No, no, no. It's it's a lightning round for a reason. Okay, lightning rounds are not for making three points. Lightning rounds are for making one point, whatever is, as I like to say, top of mind. The other thing is on a day like, say, today, where I'm asking is Ron DeSantis, when all said and done, Jeb 2.0. And at different parts of the program, you'll get the vibe of the show. At different parts of the program, you know, it's it's more or less, uh, as we used to say when I started three decades ago, open forum. And if it's a if you get the vibe that it's open forum and that I'm in the mood for anything, then you can call on anything. But if I'm talking about today's poll question, which is whether... Ron DeSantis ultimately will simply be Jeb 2.0 and flame out, then this would be an inappropriate call. Yeah, Michael, um, if I could just say something about Ukraine yeah, and the no. Republican support. No, no, we're, we're not talking about Ukraine now. We're talking about Ron DeSantis and Jeb Bush. Um, here's another no-no. This is a big no-no. You know, Smirconish, you guys in the media, no, you're always no, doing this. No, 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 no. You, you, don't you guys me. You can call me any time and hold me accountable for anything I say, either here or on CNN or via the newsletter and the website. But but you can't just paint with a broad brush and throw me in a pool where I don't belong. And, and nor should you do this. Yeah, Michael, Steve Scully said something the other day that I really found objectionable. Then, then, call, then call Steve Scully. Then call Steve Scully. And by the way, if you're someone who finds Steve Scully yeah, objectionable, who what are you doing exactly. here? I'm sorry. Yeah, don't like, even no, call Steve. Come don't, on. Call, call no one. <laughs> uh, just just like the rules for the exclusive content. The, the exclusive content rules, if you want to write for Smirconish.com, no snark, uh, no defamation, and no talking points. I can I can hear through your talking points. So don't call and just repeat something that you heard on MSN or on CNN uh, or on Fox News. Like, you know, some original thoughts, some independent thinking. That's what we're really looking for here. And, and finally, in terms of uh, caller etiquette, a word about language. 
Murdoch's a fucking killer. Okay, he is, and you're allowed to use that word when describing him. If you're going to drop an F-bomb, just do it judiciously and where where it applies. Yeah. Like in that do case. It. Use it well. Yeah, if you, you use, use it, it with pride. If you use it well, yeah. there are really only... I think there are only two words that I never, mm-hmm. I never want to hear on this program. Those were, that was your directive today. Yeah, one is one is the N word, obviously, obviously yeah. and the other is the C word, obviously. Yeah. So so beyond the N word and the C word, everything's fine. But time and a place, right? Time and a place. And if right. you use it inappropriately, then then I will be upset with it, right? I don't mean don't, the N and the C word. I mean, don't, don't use, gratuitously drop an F. Don't gratuitously drop it, and also don't use it as t- to say it to someone but using no. it as a very specific descriptive yeah we approve of that totally oh yeah you totally totally yeah. totally all right so now have we made the water warmer do you think we've made sure. people don't you think yeah we'll we find want, out next week we want to invite people in we will find out next week okay i i love that and i loved our mystery caller that was really quite interesting uh, you know, just some random on the highway this I mean, morning. It was good to clip, you know, those those random, <laughs> random exchanges. Uh, Nicholas Ott, yeah, well thanks, done. Nicholas. Well, well done. I've been meaning for a, uh, a a review, and you prompted it. So thank you for your exclusive content. Everybody else, go to smirconish.com, share it with a friend, vote on today's poll question. I'll be back in a sec. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hey, gang, remember now poll question yesterday with 20,109 voting, which poses more of a threat to Ukraine, the Russian military or the growing Republican divide on aid. 57 percent said it's the growing Republican divide on aid. Today's poll question. I'll address this a little bit more in just a couple of minutes when we do the headlines from Smirconish.com. The newsletter is Ron DeSantis. Jeb Bush 2.0. Are people understanding what I'm saying? They get it. They're sophisticated, right? They they get it. I think that it definitely takes... Well, I think, yes, our audience is getting it. I don't know if the general public will get it, but I think it's it's catching on. It's not for them. It's catching on. It's like, you know, if if, if those, those who know... 
They get it. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. My That's favorite is how you started the program, which was with uh, the poll question that you thought. <clears throat> thought Listen, you, I you sent, sent me the poll you, question. I sent you the poll we, question we yesterday afternoon, yep. and I said, I said for sure the Friday poll question: How will the Murdoch trial end? Guilty, not guilty, hung. And I thought, well, of course, it's going to be close competition between guilty and hung. And never anticipated, as I said, that they would come back so quickly. Does the guilty verdict surprise me? No. Did the speed? Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was shocked by that. So much so that but for you, CNN tomorrow, uh, that's right. I've already booked Valerie Borline from the Wall Street Journal. And, and I still want her as a guest, but I thought this will be ideal because Judge Newman had made it clear that they were going to deliberate through the weekend. And I thought, guaranteed Saturday, both for 9 a.m. and a 3 p.m. replay, they will still be deliberating. The astute uh, Twitter watchers, so the astute uh, reporters that were tweeting out, made mention before it was announced, that the verdict was announced, that the jurors had not ordered any dinner. Yeah. And I think that was, that everybody was a tell. Started, everybody that started was a like, tell. whoa, what's yeah. happening here? When you're, you know... Part and parcel of jury duty is the meal, <laughs> usually lunch, not yeah. dinner until you deliberate because you're sitting there and you're fo- focused on the case. But w- what do you have to look forward to except more of the case and lunch? Like what time do we eat is the most popular jury question. I can tell you, uh, TC, what else has come in this week for suggested poll questions? That's right, right, right. OK, so this one from Neil Jacobs right here in Philadelphia. Will history view Dr. Fauci as a hero or a villain? What a week for COVID, huh? You know, I'm going to probably address COVID with Dr. Lena Wen tomorrow on like television her. because this is the third anniversary. I mean, today is the third. Uh, for me, it was the weekend of my birthday when it all hit home for me. But like right about now is when everybody was being educated about COVID-19, there are some residual questions, not the least of which is, where did it originate? I know that I still get phone calls questioning the efficacy, and there are some lingering questions as to whether we misplayed our hand relative to herd or natural immunity. So I'm going to try and get into some of that with Lena Wen tomorrow. I, I imagine the how will Dr. Fauci be regarded is going to be a strict red state, blue state kind of thing. Um, if you're asking me, I I I believe he's a person of integrity. I know some was well, he you know he he knew we didn't need masks. They wanted to keep the masks for the. I I get it. There's some things in the past that he wishes he could correct, but I think he was acting on what was then the best known data. It, that could that could be a poll question. Yeah, that might be a poll question at some point between now and the uh, real anniversary. The real of the anniversary world shutting down. Yeah, yeah, I'm, okay. I may do that. That's All a good right. suggestion. How about this one from Aaron Smith in Laredo, Texas? Who is more likely to be in office one year later, Putin or Zelensky? Putin, Zelensky, both neither. I like that. I like that he has those, would, but then he's, I like, he's giving the both neither. I, too. I think I would. I think I would take out the the one year and simply say who will remain in office longer. Oh, I like that. And Zelensky then and then just put, or Putin? Yeah, and make it one or Zelensky the other. Zelensky or Putin? Oh. Or or who will remain in office the longest? Zelensky, Putin, Biden. Oh, that's good. Will you make a note of that? Yes. That that, that may. Thank you, Aaron Smith. Aaron, that may go like 
Saturday or Sunday. I yeah, mean, I like that a lot. Right? Yeah. Hey, I mean, Zelensky didn't sign up for this. You know, Zelensky has become a wartime uh, commander in chief, a wartime president. It's not the gig that he signed up for. He was the actor with that very funny show subtitled. You can still watch it on on your streamer of choice. But, uh, you know, it has to be wearing on him, right? It's got to be wearing on him. Yeah, I think he signed up for leadership and uh I don't mean this in a bad way, but like photo ops in a good way. Do you know what I mean? It's just so Winston, unbelievable. Winston different. Churchill knew what he was getting. Mm. Vladimir Zelensky did not. That's the point that I'm making. Um, how about this one from Ann Ortego in Yuma, Arizona? Do we need to redefine masculinity to help men adjust to today's society? You know, last Saturday, I had on CNN Scott Galloway, the business professor from NYU, and it was it was a follow and it, it, it was a segment that rated very well. And it was also uh, created a YouTube video that had been viewed as of yesterday more than 500,000 times. Point is, I had Scott Galloway as a guest and what he said really struck a chord. I had a week prior had a representative of the CDC to talk about the data suggesting that young women in this country, adolescent teen girls, high school girls are really in crisis, boys and girls, but particularly our girls. The statistic that is embedded in my brain is that they had a 17,000 person sample and learned that 24 percent of adolescent girls have made a suicide plan. Twenty four percent. So the following week, meaning last Saturday, Scott Galloway was my guest because I'd seen a, a, a headline in The Hill that said that twice as many young men as women are single. This is in the 18 to 29-year-old age group. And it immediately made me think of Scott because Scott has has talked about the, he perceives, existential crisis that exists among young men. He was a great guest, and we talked about this, and we talked about how young men need a champion. Young men are feeling untethered. Untethered young men leads to all sorts of of bad bad things things for society. They've been left behind as a constituency, and nobody is championing their cause. So I think this question, because masculinity was a, a focal point of our dialogue, is related to that. I don't know that it works as a poll question, but I just want to keep the conversation going about young men. Related one from Kevin Gillespie in Lincoln, Nebraska. Should social media, gaming software, and hardware companies and others be subjected to the Philip Morris treatment, civil litigation, in response to the crisis in our youth? They are. Right now in federal court in Seattle, Washington, where the Seattle public school system, a school system of about 50,000 students, is suing all of the big tech giants and saying, you've brought this on, this mental health crisis, and we are now left to, to you know, fend against it. Um, and we don't have the resources to do it, and we want you to pay for it. And they're citing Gene Twangy's data, Jonathan Haidt's data, all of the data that I talk about routinely here on the program. So, yeah, that may be that may be the way that some parameters are put on the social media platforms. And finally, the last and the very most important one of the week. Yeah. D in St. Louis asks, has Smirconish seen the new progressive insurance commercial where the guy is cleaning his trash cans, has locks on them, Love it. and has his name and address on the cans? It somehow sounds familiar. I, I love it. I love <laughs> or he, not sure. I love D, the thank whole you. progressive campaign. I don't know what it has to do with insurance, 
But every time I see the guy who cautions and schools them on how not to become their parents, I stop what I'm doing and I watch. Same. And of course, I love the trash can commercial. But what is what's it say what about is her us? name? This is D from D, St. And, Louis. And D, so you'll know, today is trash day. <laughs> my cans are out. One of my sons scolded me for our lack. T- today is a commingled day oh. as compared to last week and next week, which are paper days. Yeah, we've got this focaccia wait, system. Wait, why do you have more paper recycling going out than cans? What I guess, a, do they think that you get more from Amazon than no, no, no. you drink? No, no, no. Every other week is different. Like, every week is a trash week. Okay. Okay, but but one week will be co-mingles, yeah. and then the following week will be paper, Just cardboard. paper, but not... Every week is a trash week. You I, okay. always put out your trash. Listen to me. But for recycling, we alternate. You, okay, I'm asking you about recycling. Yeah. How don't you have too many boxes and or too many bottles to wait a whole week? Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, that's my point. My township is especially, much better. Uh, yes, especially when it comes to the paper and boxes, yeah. because like Amazon is a feature at my house. Oh, for sure. So I lost my train of thought, but the point D, is- Do you want to know about the progressive insurance commercials? I love them. Amen to that. I love them. I think it's a brilliant campaign, having nothing to do with insurance. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.